welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Say Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Yo, what's going on world? Welcome to another edition of the Dodo Talk Podcast. I am your host, Serial Sensei. We're on episode number 85. Just recorded episode 84 about two hours ago. So for my fight fans, if you're listening to this, that podcast should be up. We covered um, uh, the Invicta card this past weekend, uh, headlined by Sarah Kaufman. We covered Bellator, uh, the Frank Mir Fedor card. Uh, we covered the Triple G fight. We talked about Ryzen. Everything. We, t- we talked about We got a lot covered. It's been a little bit since we last recorded, but we back in full swing. So more episodes coming. Um, I wanted to get this episode out earlier, but as always, so much music to review. <laughs> it took a while to like catch up on everything, but I'm here, man. We're back with another episode. Got some uh, music reviews, uh, movie review also on deck. But before I get into it, got to get my plugs out. As always, this podcast can be listened to on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, and definitely leave a review. Greatly appreciate it. Um, you can also check us out on Google Play. You can send questions to Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. You can hit us up on Facebook at the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can hit me up at Serial Sensei. Um, so, yeah, it's been a. I think it's been nine days, according to SoundCloud, since we last dropped the episode, which in reality isn't that long, but I'm actually just so used to us dropping. We, we drop pretty frequently, I would say, not to brag, <laughs> but I think we do a good job on the show. We, we put out content pretty frequently, so nine days without anything uh, from this podcast. It's, it feels like a bit of a stretch, even though it isn't, but I mean, it's been for good reason, man. I've been... You know, this podcast game is a, a bit more work than you, you would think it would be. You know, you got to you gotta edit, you know, you got to research to make sure you know what you're talking about. Can't just come up here lollygagging, you know, so got to research the fights that we cover. Got to listen to the music that I review. So I've been just really working. And then aside from the podcast game, I've been working on my book, which I finally finished so the oddball chronicles will be a real thing um but finishing the book or at least the writing portion is not the end of the battle i still have to figure out cover art and marketing some kind of promo because i'm I'm doing this all by myself i I don't you know i I ain't famous (laughs) out here yet so i'm kind of figuring this all out as i go but i'm actually going to reread the book to myself today make sure it's nice spiffy all that good stuff and then I'll, I'll figure out what the next step uh, in that process is. But that's been fun, man. That's just been a journey working on this book about four or five years in the making. But I'm, I'm getting close to the the ending stages. Hopefully I'll be able to, to put this out by the end of the year. Then I've, I've been saying that every year for like the last five years. But now it really feels like it's <laughs> about to be a real thing. So 
that's dope, man. Y'all been working on that throughout the week. Um, yeah, that's kind of why you yeah, haven't been recording. Just even when I'm not recording, I'm I'm working on recording. I'm just not actually recording. So, yeah, man, that's kind of been been the week. You know, just really tired from work. But when I come home, I gotta work on you know on this creative side of, of things I do. Um, been definitely keeping in the loop uh, with my anime. Well, really only two in particular. Um, My Hero Academia and Megalobox, which I will continue to recommend every week until (laughs) those episodes just stop running. Um, Both new uh, episodes, five of both shows came out. Um, I think over this last week, I watched them yesterday. Um, My Hero Academia is just always fire. Um, I ain't gonna spoil the episode to um, anybody who hasn't watched it yet, but... (laughs) <laughs> shout out to the little homie who tried to use the gun in that episode caught that work <laughs> megalobox man megalobox is finally getting real i'm liking how this story is developing with joe um his trainer and now we're getting a look into the trainer's past with this new guy that um they're about to fight i can't remember his name is it aragaki or something like that um this this guy to cleaning joe up already the fight just started and then the episode ended so really looking forward to see how that episode goes but that's another dope show man definitely give that give that show a look man if you want to watch a nice boxing anime but yeah between my hero academia and megalobox my anime fix has been great (laughs) it's just it's been awesome thoroughly enjoying both of these shows um so yeah man that's pretty much it i don't want to keep you guys here forever with my random ramblings so we're just going to jump into this episode because I, I feel like this is going to be a long one. Um, I don't intend it on B, but I, I, I feel like this, this one might stretch out a little longer than I would hope. But, you know, it's a lot to dive into. So we're going to do some album reviews, movie reviews, and of course the recommendation at the end. Um, so let me throw a disclaimer out. Well, let me just say this. So album reviews, man, we're going to do J. Cole's KOD, Fly Anakin and Obliv's um, Backyard Boogie and um at the end of those two reviews after that i will be doing my review of infinity wars so i'm gonna do the infinity wars part last and i'm gonna let you guys know now that spoilers are coming if you haven't seen it yet oh well (laughs) just you don't have to skip through that whole section because i've been holding my tongue talking about this for a while but i really want to talk about this so if you have not seen infinity wars um you might want to skip the last section of this podcast and just skip forward until when I start the recommendation. Um, oh, actually, you know what? I might just do my recommendation before I do the review so that you guys can hear all that. So you don't got to worry about which point to skip and all that good stuff. So I'll go a little out of order. I'll do my two album reviews, my recommendation, which is actually also an album. And then I'll save Infinity Wars for last. Just to be nice. So you guys don't hear any spoilers that you do not care to hear. So, Yeah. So let's uh let's just get into it. First album on deck, J. Cole with KOD. I'm not gonna go into J. Cole's background. Um, you know who J. Cole is, and if you don't, whatever. <laughs> this this podcast probably just isn't for you anyway. Um, <laughs> J. Cole, man, we haven't heard from him since. Uh, for your eyes only. Um, I had, a, I had a suspicion he would drop a project this year just because I feel like everybody else has been dropping, so why not get a J. Cole project? Um, 
kind of just sprung it on us out of nowhere which i think that's kind of how he did for your eyes only i don't think that one had actually no that one did have like a documentary and stuff but anywho kod just kind of randomly gets announced he's doing like the listening party where nobody can bring their cell phone builds up hype for like two days and then it just boom here we go so hmm where, where do i start with this album well let me say this my history with j cole it's been ups and downs i really like j cole like straight out the gate with um like the warm-up mixtape um, there was the warm-up come up uh friday night lights which was a really good mixtape um am i missing one i feel like there was something else he did after friday night lights um Whatever mixtape that was that had losing ba- uh, losing my balance on it, I can't even remember if that was um was that on Friday Night Lights. But a- anywho, I-, I say that to say, J Cole's earlier works, earlier tapes, I was definitely a, a pretty big fan of. Actually, no, losing my balance with the warm up. Um, but yeah, I say that to say that his earlier works, I was a I was a, a fan of. Really liked him when he first came out. His albums for me. Be honest, I haven't listened to all of them to keep it a buck. Um, <laughs> some of his projects and things I've heard from him, like I'll, I'll like his albums, but like not enough to really go back to them. Like for the time I'm listening to it, I'll enjoy it. And then when it's over, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, I guess that's, that's it. <laughs> but like I don't really find myself going back to visit his his albums or his projects all that much um like I, i'll probably go back and listen to his old mixtapes more than i do his recent works as of late um and i actually liked for your eyes only but even with that like i bought that album honestly like after the first couple of times i listened to it i don't think i really revisited that album all that much um that's kind of like my history with j cole like he, he's a good artist he's a, he's a good rapper but I just don't find myself going back to his works and for me like replay value is a very big thing in terms of like artists and who I would label as a favorite and things like that so if you don't have a lot of replay value you kind of just in this age of music you just kind of get lost in the shuffle there's so much music so if you don't got replay value man I'm I'm liable to kind of skip out on some of your stuff but I wanted to give KOD a listen and this album kind of it somewhat falls in that same category um it's one of those albums that like i enjoyed it well actually you know what let me say this this album is another prime example of why i don't review albums off of a first listen because i think had i reviewed this off of a first listen i probably would not have had (laughs) a lot of kind things to say like it was kind of one ear and out the other the first time i listened to it um, and then I, I sat with it a little bit more and it's it's grown on me it's still not the perfect album but i was able to pick up on more things that i, I liked and appreciated that he did but this album I, I do think still shows some of j cole's flaws um so let's I'll, I'll just get into the album so kod which i believe according to j cole uh has three meanings what is it king overdose kids on drugs and killing our demons and the way i did this review is i kind of broke down 
the songs in relation to those titles because this this isn't necessarily a i wouldn't call this i guess you could kind of call this a concept album um i don't know if i would call it a concept album just more so there there are underlying themes i just i guess i tend to think of concept albums more more so than like it tells like a cohesive story which I, I, i don't know i guess you could argue that this does but I kind of think of it just like there are a lot of just underlying themes that are throughout this album. Um, so I kind of broke the review down, um, placing songs in those three categories of King Overdose, Kids on Drugs, and Killing Our Demons. Um, but first, let me before I get into that, uh, do some quick shout outs on the production tip. Um, I think J. Cole produced a lot of this album. The only other credits uh i found were blvk deputy t minus and childish major who i guess assisted on some of the production um beat wise this does sound a bit different from what i've heard j cole rap over i don't think it's anything extraordinary but at least for i guess for j cole it's it's a different look some of these tracks are a bit more trappy um a bit more some of them a bit more upbeat it almost seems like he was trying to i don't want to use use pander but like he was trying to reach this new crowd of of fans like the younger generation It, it kind of seemed like with some of the production choices definitely with his flow on some of these tracks which i'll get into when i start talking about specifics but i thought that was actually a good thing that um j cole's been known to kind of be somewhat monotone um, and I think on this album, he did a decent job of switching up his flow on tracks, like trying to just make things interesting, given a different look than what he normally does. So I, I thought that was cool. Um, it's, it's still tone wise, uh, sonically, I would say this album is it's still it's kind of dreary. Um, like I said, there, there are moments where it gets upbeat, but I feel like it's, it's kind of a dreary album none of the beats to me like they're okay but nothing sticks out too much it's just kind of it's just like passable it's just there it's it's okay but it's not anything like lose your mind over but like i said i, I think he went with this sound to try to appeal to this new generation of fans this younger generation because uh, I, I feel like he was definitely trying to reach them with this album in terms of the sound um trying to use i guess the sound of this album to draw them in and then hit him with the content that he's trying to get them with like the messages that he's trying to relay but the production is like i said it's just it's just okay like it's just it's just cool it's nothing i think he should work with different producers (laughs) i I think i think he's almost in like that big crit category for a while where like don't get me wrong crit crit can produce some really good tracks but as we saw in his last album when he started working with different different producers and getting different sounds like it took him to another level and i feel like cole's at that point where it's like we get it like you're a good rapper you can carry an album by yourself but i I think it would do you some good to just get some different looks from other producers or even if even if it's not 
a lot of other producers. Like, maybe you just link up with a certain person. Like, you do kind of like a prime situation with Royce and Primo where it's just an MC and a rapper. And y'all link up and maybe y'all just create a sound. Or you can find a producer that can craft a certain sound for you. I think that would do him some well. Because a lot of these beats are, like I said, they're... It has, like, some of them are, are trappy. But it's still, like, that dreary sound. Nothing just, nothing stands out which is kind of a hindrance on this album is one of the reasons why it doesn't have a ton of replay value because nothing pops out too much it's just it's just kind of there um so yeah that's pretty much it on on the production tip like i said nothing too special to get riled up about the beats are just they're just cool the the meat and potatoes of this album are pretty much the the content um and this is where the kod meaning comes in so Oh, let me break down how I have my notes, <laughs> how I decided to like go about reviewing this album. Um, so like I said, KOD, um, the three meanings are uh, King Overdosed, Kids on Drugs, and Killing Our Dreams. Uh, so the way I broke this down, uh, and this is just my opinion, This I'm not saying my word is the law. Um, you Anybody, we can hear this and think of it or feel it in different ways. This is just what I got when I listened to it. Um, so I think all three meanings definitely play a part in the album. Uh, King Overdose to me represented themes of like overindulgence, whether that be to like drugs, or alcohol, fame, any kind of just like unhealthy vices and just overindulging, you know, literally like just overdosing on those. Um, so that's what I picked up from, from that meaning. Um, kids on drugs is kind of what it implies um I, I think that these parts of the album are him kind of talking about this like current drug culture especially from the younger generation and how that affects them mostly in a negative way um and him kind of trying to off offer alternatives to that and it kind of ties into the overdose theme because the drug culture could also leads to overindulgence and bad decision making that can affect other areas of life so i feel like those two themes are kind of connected um but there are definitely moments where he definitely literally like focuses on drugs and the effect of drugs um and then the third part uh killing our demons uh those are the tracks on this album which i think are a bit more personal where he talks about how kind of these things in terms of like drugs and all that have affected him personally like he has tracks on here where he talks about his stepmom um, other tracks where he talks about and I'll get into these in specific but like other tracks where he mentions um his friends who he's watching going through addiction and he kind of wants to help them his own demons that he's had to battle with drugs and how it's affected him and his family so that's kind of how I broke this album down kind of into sections so I'm not gonna go through every track let me just I'm just gonna mention ones that stood out to me and what I thought they represented in terms of the themes of this album um so like i said i'm gonna go back to the top so king overdose uh dealing with uh overindulgence drugs alcohol fame like i said unhealthy vices all that good stuff so some of the tracks that i think fit in that theme in the context of this album uh definitely photograph um photograph is i want to say that's like the second track on here a second or third track on the album uh where it's literally about somebody like obsessing over a woman via social media social media 
you know, thirsting over Instagram pics, and, <laughs> you know, he's talking about how, like, he wants her to follow back, and how certain pictures he keeps for himself, he's not showing his friends, kind of like that whole thing, um, I don't, and I can say this about a lot of the songs on this album, actually a lot of the first half of this album, the ideas of the songs I think are cool, but like the execution of them is kind of hit or miss, um, like I said, I, I appreciate it photograph just for like the idea of it, but I don't, the song itself it was just okay like it was it was just cool <laughs> but you know but I, I wrote it down because like I said I, I thought it fit really well at least within the theme of um King Overdose of like that's a, a type of unhealthy vice you overdosing and over dependent on social media for certain things so um that's why I listed that track um ATM I also think fits into that overdose theme um a lot to, about um just like money obsession material obsession um i actually do like this song though it's one of the more um upbeat songs on here it's kind of crazy how like right after this album made it out i heard this song on like an nba playoff commercial <laughs> like a day after so this song is definitely taken off um the video is actually pretty creative too um i'll probably leave a link in the description so you guys can check that out but i, I like this track though um i like his flow on here he was real it was one of the tracks where j cole was a lot more upbeat um like I said, a lot more upbeat, a lot, a lot more energetic. Um, switched his flow up normally from what we hear him here. Definitely had more of a... Kind of like that, you know, you know, that delivery that a lot of kind of like mainstream rappers do. Um, so I thought he did a, a really good job of that. I mean, I like some of the lines um, on the song. On the line, I proceed with caution. I heard if you chase it, only results in a hole in your heart. Fuck it, I take the whole cake. I won't leave a portion. It's only an organ. <laughs> and that line's pretty much summing up like he's willing to do he's really to chase this money to the point where he doesn't really care like what it cost him and to me that's a perfect example of like i said overdose like you're just that's overkill of you willing to chase this material thing so much and you not care that it's literally like costing you your life like you're wasting not wasting time but you know that's it's other constructive things you could be doing but you're so focused on this money chase and you're not realizing the things that it's cost you and what you're giving up and sacrificing your morals just to chase just to chase the dollar so i thought that track was really dope i really i really did enjoy that one um kevin's heart um i put this in the overdose section because to me this represented like an overdose of like lust um i like how he used Kevin Hart's name, if you know his situation with his wife and all that, I ain't gonna get into it, but if you know, you know. Um, so I like how he used his name uh, metaphorically in the title. And he is kind of a track about him going through um, those hard decisions. <laughs> you know, that, that mind state of when he's about to creep, when he's about to cheat, and kind of like that, that internal battle. And uh, I guess like he's been in this behavior so long that but like it's so hard to kick that habit like i said it, it, to me that represents part of the overdose of of lust and, <laughs> and thirsting to a higher degree and you know the cost is you could be ruining your marriage or your relationship or whatever um so i, I really enjoyed 
um that track and not to yeah, sidetrack but that's kind of the first the first half of this album i didn't enjoy much aside from uh ko the track kod which i think i have listed later um but some of these other tracks like i said ideas were cool but the songs themselves were just i like i like kod photograph i like the idea and the concept but the song itself was just kind of eh. the cutoff was another song where i, I kind of like the uh, idea song was cool um atm i like motivate was eh. um the album really picks up at least for me at kevin's heart this was kind of when i started to get a little more interested um, but i'll continue down i'm pretty sure i'll mention a lot of these tracks later um so that's the the king overdose section of the album um, and then we have uh, kids on drugs which i mentioned songs that tackle like drug culture um uh and things like that so uh the songs i have listed under this section would be friends um this was a song towards the latter half of the album that i definitely really enjoyed um he really goes j cole goes into a lot of detail about witnessing his close friends like struggle with addiction and he's seeing all these things that he believes i guess causes them to turn to drugs to kind of like numb their pain and he's kind of he wants to help them find another way to like deal with their issues other than turning to drugs because he knows it's just it's just kind of ruin them ruining them and it's just numbing them from reality um i don't know how i feel about the his um idea of curing it to just be meditate because <laughs> that was literally what he said at like the end of the verse but i mean all in all like i i, I try not to nitpick and hold that against him but like, I, I get the point of the song like he was just he's hurt because he's watching his friends like destroy themselves and he's just he just wants to help them find another way to cope so uh, i guess i won't nitpick over you literally just telling them to meditate <laughs> but i wish he could have expanded a bit on you know not a cure but you know just his thoughts on other ways to to deal with their issues but like i said i i, I like the song I, I really appreciate what he was trying to do with the song i think that's a very important issue um and i put it in the kids on drug section because i think that's um a track that could definitely relate to them where uh, we see it now like drug drug culture is it's kind of crazy in the 90s it was about drug dealing <laughs> and now this generation is drug using now we know where those drugs went they went to the parents and now the the kids of those parents are getting hooked on them it's it's kind of wild to see the cycle but it's kind of the world we live in so I, I just i thought that was a good a good way to express that that thought and like i said i think that definitely ties into a lot of kids who you know are dealing with things like depression and anxiety and all these other issues that are going on and a lot of them turn to drugs to deal with it so i think that's something they could definitely relate to um i also put in the kids on drugs section i'm not sure if this fits but i threw it on there uh 1985 intro to the fall off this is probably one of the best songs on the album it's actually what closes the album out um a lot of people say this track is like a diss to Lil Pump. I don't listen to Lil Pump. I barely know who Lil Pump is, to be quite honest. So I, I can't really speak on <laughs> all of that. I kind of took this track um, as him sitting the younger generation down. And it's a bit, 
it's kind of him poking jabs at him it's almost kind of condescending but i think that's just the competitive part of him because uh, apparently a lot of these some of these young rappers are taking shots at them so i think part of the song is letting them know like bro i would give all y'all the blues in a second <laughs> but at the same time he's also sitting them down he's like listen man we can beef back and forth i would probably destroy you guys so instead of doing that man let me tell you what's gonna happen if you stay on this trend that you're on like you guys will be hot for two or three years but if you don't grow up if you don't really start being authentic and start seeking longevity in this game you're, you're gonna be out of here like you'll be out of here in, in a couple years nobody's gonna remember you your music will fade away it'll be like you never existed meanwhile because <laughs> i'm pretty true to myself i have longevity i'm gonna be here for a while i'm gonna be making money and y'all are gonna be on loving hip-hop somewhere and that's <laughs> pretty much the song but i really liked it though he really definitely gave them a lot of true game about you know how and why you should be authentic because you, you want to stay in this game as long as you can and he mentions like he wants to see even the ones that diss him like he wants to see them succeed he money but it's like if y'all stay on the track you're on like you're gonna be out of here really quick we can name we can go all day man since like the start of the bling era of rappers who came out with like a hit or two and where are they now a lot of them are they never stood the test of time they had their two to three year run and he's out of there and they're gone and we'll probably never hear from them again <laughs> he's letting them know that you'll you'll be that you think it can't be you but it will be you and i also like the parts where he um he was throwing in how excuse me he thinks they're impacting white fans in terms of their perception of like what it is to be black and how a lot of america just they want to see you being turned up they want to see you out here being ignorant and they think like that's cool and that's how they perceive us um but like that's not all we are and i, I just thought that was interesting that he i didn't expect him to throw that tidbit in there um, but I, I thought that was an interesting perspective of him not only telling them how to have longevity but like pay attention to how you're influencing people you know you might not think it's a big deal but you know you guys have fans they're probably very young and impressionable and you know just be attentive of the kind of impression you might be leaving on them so um those are the tracks i had um under the kids on drugs uh, i would think that represent that part of the album very well um and then our last section we go to killing our demons uh which like i said deals with a lot of personal matters um and how these issues seem to affect him personally um so the first track i have listed under this section is the cutoff um well like i said the uh the track was it was cool it was okay um uh, but like i said a lot of the ideas i just i like on this album so i wanted to listen uh list it um on the cutoff i literally just talks about like just getting rid of friends who have been using him for his own personal game um he kind of has this idea of getting vengeance on them for one way or another but he kind of comes to the conclusion that like i shouldn't do that i'm not judging jury that's you know his belief is that you know that's that's kind of god's work i shouldn't be it's not my job to seek vengeance it'll it karma will get them one way or another i need to not worry about that so um that song was cool so i, I wanted to to give that a shout out um once an addict which is another pretty powerful song uh towards the second half of this album 
um he goes really in depth in the details talking about like his stepmom uh going through alcoholism and how like he kind of wanted to help her but i guess in a way like <laughs> it hurt him to see her like this and at the same time it, he didn't like talking to her while she was going through all this so he would kind of like brush her off to the side but then he felt bad about it you know like that's his mom he wanted to help her so uh, i thought that was that was a really a really good track um and like i said really showing how these issues of drugs it's not just about the younger culture like this affects everybody you know even him and his family so i thought that was um that was really good i really enjoyed that track and i think the last track i have under the section um of killing our demons is window pain um where he kind of just takes time to reminisce on like how far he's come in this game remembering like his come up and how a lot of the people he came up with you know either like didn't make it for one reason or another um he's trying to like help them out but they're just seems like they're just not willing to listen or they're just kind of trapped um I, I think this is this i think this is the same song if i remember correctly where he has the the lines are talking about um some young girl he met and how like he wanted to give her a hug because she told him about like all the craziness that she went through at such a young age um but that that track was cool that's actually the last track that i have listed um so overall i guess just to go back like i said the, the first half of this album the intro yeah that's just the intro kod was good photograph was eh the cutoff was okay atm was good motivate eh kevin hart was dope oh i did not mention do i have it listed i did not mention brackets um oh i have that under my favorite track so i'll, I'll get to that in a little bit but um from kevin hart from kevin's heart to the end of this album for me is when it really picked up and i, I kind of wish the whole album leaned towards that side because <laughs> to me that's when it got a bit more interesting um i mean like tracks like kod and atm were cool but i think the problem with this album this album has moments and then there are songs that are like there are songs that are good and then there are songs that are just like okay and it's just like nothing nothing stands out too too much and i think that's kind of just what holds me back from really enjoying this like i really like the idea of the album and what it represented but the execution was just kind of like it was kind of lackluster i guess and not to be harsh but I, I i feel like j cole's capable of more but it just it fell flat just a little bit and it's not to say like i said it's not to say that's a bad album it's just i'm not sure if this is something i'm gonna go back and really ingest and repeat to myself over and over it, it's grown on me a little bit um and the few times i've gone back to listen to it but to be honest i can hear this getting lost in the shuffle eventually <laughs> um but hey man what i know j cole's got thousands and trillions of fans so i'm pretty sure he's doing well from himself from what i've seen his fans his core fans seem to love it so but that's just my perspective so don't kill me in the comments see i i know how y'all j cole fans be y'all y'all be wilding sometimes but <laughs> that's just kind of how i feel like i said it's not a bad album it's to me it was just it was just cool there were some tracks i liked and then some other tracks that were just okay and then some tracks which kind of didn't care for 
Um, my favorite tracks, um, let me mention Brackets because I did not even talk about that one. Um, Brackets is probably my favorite track on here uh, where he goes into detail about um, literally the money he makes in his tax bracket but how he doesn't, <laughs> he, he's questioning where his tax money goes because he's looking at you know allegedly tax money goes to like fix schools and fix roads and you know all that good stuff but he's looking out at the world and he's like i don't see this being fixed at all like everything's still just as terrible as it was you know <laughs> from the start so like where is my tax money really going and he mentions the idea of like i should be able to control my tax money through like an app and pick like what i want to fund and all that good stuff instead of it going to some random congressman who's never met me who doesn't care about my community so on and so forth so i thought the idea and the this track i thought the track was really dope so brackets um brackets is definitely a good one uh kod was a favorite track like i said i like how how bouncy this track was um i kind of like how aggressive j cole was with the flow um definitely more upbeat not so lack of lackadaisical so it just it draws interest when you listen to it um bars about him kind of addressing his critics about people who telling him how he needs that features and he's like nah i really don't um <laughs> so I, I thought that was good like i said just, i like the aggressiveness and the aggressiveness and the bounciness of that track though i do think the only thing about that track that kind of threw me off um because the intro says intro to kod and then this track is called kod so I, I was assuming that this track would really kind of set the tone for what the album is about and maybe break down what KOD means, but it kind of doesn't. <laughs> like He mentions KOD in the hook, but I don't feel like this track really embodies what KOD stands for. So I don't say he missed the mark, but I feel like that could have, it would have been a better setup for the album had he really delved into what kod meant to him or what he wanted it to mean to the fans and to the listeners but like either way like i said i, I wish he would have went that route but either way the track was good definitely bumps like i said really upbeat flow so i enjoyed that for what it was um i have atm on here i listed that earlier i uh, mentioned that earlier it's a favorite track like i said another one that's a bit more bouncy i love his flow um on that track definitely more upbeat something that i think would attract to uh younger listeners who i, I think they could get behind that flow it's definitely like the way he was rapping I, I think it caters more to the younger crowd um friends the favorite and then uh last track i have the favorite is 1985 um intro to the fall off uh which pretty much is a favorite for the reasons i listed earlier about him just giving game to the younger generation so i mean that's kind of kod in a nutshell like it's it's cool but i just i don't know if i'm gonna go back to this a ton like i just i don't know i don't think this is j cole is one of those dudes like i for some like i go out of my way and i'll listen to him but then i just don't come back to the album um i do think it's an interesting note though that uh the last track intro to the fall off i, I want to believe i guess the fall off will be another project um not sure i, I did hear i think kod is gonna have a deluxe edition so i don't know maybe that'll have a few more songs that may have may string this album together more nicely i'm not sure but like i said kod for me overall it was it was just it was okay it was it was cool for a while i was listening to it 
but eventually it just it just kind of got lost in the mix and i've kind of just been picking up other albums <laughs> to listen to and i haven't really came back to revisit this all that much but i, I guess like if you're a hardcore j cole fan you'll probably they'll probably love this so I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys will pull a lot more from it than i did like i said i, I really like the ideas and what he was going for in terms of themes of this drug culture and him kind of like trying to reach the youth and i felt like he kind of he tried to cater his style to reach them but for me it was just this album reminded me of Absol's album um what was it called that was it these days was that it kind of reminded me of that album where it seemed like he was kind of I want to say mock the mainstream he was kind of purposely using that sound to try to like I, I guess appeal to that crowd but while delivering their own message it kind of reminded me of that but I kind of feel the same way about that album as I do with this to where like it's just it's just okay like it doesn't I like the idea but purdy for me it just doesn't move me that much but you know it is what it is J. Cole KOD um, I'll leave links in the description for the music videos, which are pretty dope from what I've seen. I haven't watched the Kevin Hart video yet, but the ATM video was pretty dope, very creative. Um, so I'll leave a link to that below, and you guys can check that out. But J. Cole, KOD, give it a listen. Um, on to the next track. Oh, sorry, next album. Fly Anakin and Obliv with Backyard Boogie. Um, I don't have a ton to say about these two because I'm not <laughs> awfully familiar with them. Um, I've heard of Obliv before. I have never heard of Fly Anakin. Um, I guess shout-outs to Big Stowe, uh, one of the writers, I think, editor for Dead End Hip Hop. Um, also follow him on Twitter. I want to say he was the one who posted this album, and I clicked on the link he posted. I was like, oh, man, this is pretty... I'm glad I clicked on this. <laughs> this was pretty dope. So I can't give a ton of background on these guys other than um, uh, Fly Anakin is the MC, Oblip is the producer. Uh, I think both of these guys are from Richmond, Virginia. Um, they are part of a collective called Mutant Academy, uh, which houses, I want to say, MCs such as Concept Jackson, Big Kahuna OG, Henny L.O., uh, is this Tuwami, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, uh, Iwani, Foise, Best Friend, Unlucky Bastards, Psycho Kid, sorry, Psycho Sid, and Grey Matter. Um, so I guess check those guys out. Um, I'll leave a link to the Bandcamp uh, for this album so you guys can listen to some of the songs and check out their collection. But I'll just get right into this album because, I, like I said, I don't, I don't have a ton of background info on these guys. Um, I was initially drawn to this album strictly because of the production. The production on this album was really... It was really just different, but awesome. <laughs> like... Obliv has this really like this is real like vintage jazzy raw like lo-fi kind of sound it reminds me of an artist you would hear on like Adult Swim and I don't mean that as a jab like you know the kind of artist that Adult Swim tends to gravitate towards I feel like this fits in that vein of like that kind of rap um I love how Obliv he flips like these really old not not every single track but it'll, it'll pick like these old like 80s like r&b samples that 
I feel like aren't even meant to be rapped over. And somehow Fly Anakin is flawlessly rapping over these beats <laughs> like it's nothing. So I, I just I really enjoy the sound of this album. It's a lot of uh, and with this style of production, he can still manage to give you a lot of different vibes. Um, you get tracks like Weed Man, which are just extra smooth for no reason. Um, <laughs> love the the like the 80s like R&B style beat on that track. Um, so yeah, that that was dope. Uh, then you get tracks like um, oh man, oh, where are my notes? Um, other tracks like Thug Bachata has this nice like i'm probably describing this wrong but like this caribbean like tropical <laughs> bounce to it um tracks like the prototype which is some straight like 90s just vintage head nodding hip-hop so obliv on a production man I, I really really enjoyed the production this it's like i said it's this real lo-fi jazzy still you can nod your head to it sometimes it's kind of off kilter it's a bit weird but like he he makes it work and i love how like raw the production sounds like it, it doesn't sound like polished and i don't mean that as a slight like some albums like production it just sounds like really clean and to me this has a much raw rawer <laughs> sound to it and i, I just i really in, enjoyed that sound throughout this album so that's that's kind of what carried this project for me not to say that fly anakin is whack or anything but the production on this album really really sold it for me um but i mean on the lyrical tip fly anakin um if i could describe his style um he kind of has like this really kind of like high-pitched voice so i'm not sure if that would bother someone one way or another um didn't really bother me any he's a very i can't say he's a punchline rapper he's just very he's a very consistent um rapper but i i think the best thing i enjoyed about him on this album lyrically is like i said the way he flows over some of these beats some of these beats like i said they're like this this old school like 80s r&b like these are beats that i feel like people just shouldn't even rap over and he's managing to just he's he's coasting <laughs> over these beats man like he just gets into a pocket and dude just just goes um and in terms of content there's nothing too nothing too crazy going on in terms of content like it's not like a lot of concepts or themes or things that are flying over your head i think this album is pretty straight to the point um i mean he talks about things like you know his come up in richmond va he definitely drills in your head man you, you you're gonna know about richmond <laughs> by the end of this album um he, he's definitely putting on um so i mean you get you get tales of i'm pretty sure of things like he saw coming up in richmond um, how that scene was just the hustle and grind of just life and just trying to make it in the game in general um so like I, said, I don't have a ton to really dive into like content wise dudes is just rapping man like <laughs> that's that's all i can say it's not to say that there aren't any clever lines or there isn't any kind of content here but like i said it's just it's not anything overly like super complex dudes is just rapping and sometimes that's just what i want to hear i just want to hear i just want to hear people rapping I don't, I don't need to hear any crazy stories or you know i can put this on when i'm just i'm in that mood to just and that's what i kind of like about this album um well kind of like and dislike i feel like a lot of these tracks are really short um 
some tracks in particular i was really hoping would be longer because i was really enjoying them especially um i want to say thug Pachado was definitely one of those tracks um that i was hoping would be longer because i was really enjoying that beat <laughs> and like a minute or almost two minutes in, it just stops and i'm like ah oh, come on but um i feel like the one thing about these tracks being short is that you're bound to play songs like you'll, you'll end up playing like five six tracks back to back to back because everything's short and it kind of just rolls into the next song but it it all still sounds cohesive it still sounds uh well put together so yeah man this album is just it's, it's just dope favorite tracks uh to get into some specifics um the prototype which is pretty much the intro uh the track right after the intro um like i said just a good 90s just vintage 90s head nodding type of beat fly anakin it's just he's just going in over that and it just it just sounds really well thug pachata i really love just the vibe of that song um and once again anakin just he just gets in the pocket and he just goes but like i said that's one of the songs i wish was just a little bit longer man i could have went could give me one more verse man i'd have been happy but the track track is still fire though um face plant and san bernardino this this joint is so hard man this <laughs> this track goes so hard i really i can't even describe this beat is so dope and then like anakin so he has a very like confident like swagger about the way he delivers like he he raps like he knows he's the man <laughs> whether you believe it or not so i really just like how he, he felt real real confident real energetic real boisterous over this track and then halfway like i said the first half of this beat is so good and then it switches um probably about a minute or so in and it it switches to this real just smooth smooth beat smooth instrumental and anakin goes from like i said the, the real hype energetic you know kind of flow and then he he slows it down and just kind of go with that half of this beat but yeah face playing san bernardino if there's one track you listen to off this album definitely give that one a listen man that 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 joint is fire and the, the beat switch up was perfect um the track weed man i love this track just because of how smooth the beat is um i mentioned one of my recommendations in one of my earlier uh i didn't say earlier podcasts but one of the last album review podcasts i did um i mentioned uh Onra's album i was nobody has to know this the production on this track reminded me something that would be on that that real vintage like 80s r&b so smooth except somebody's rapping over it <laughs> which is just kind of wild like i said it's, it's beats like these that i'm like it's crazy to even hear somebody rap over this and he's he's managing to flawlessly pull it off with with no issue um so i really just love how smooth that track was um several blunts later uh ah, i don't have the track listed in front of me this track had a feature oh uh concept jackson um this track has like kind of the 80s r&b sound but more of a, a dance vibe to it and like i said my, my note <laughs> that i wrote for this song how anakin is flowing over these kind of beats it's just like 
this is supposed to be like an 80s dance R&B track. You're not supposed to rap over this. And Deuce is just in there giving bars, man. And Concept Jackson had a dope verse. Um, and then it's a, another example where the beat starts off one way. You get this nice, like I said, 80s R&B, like dance groove vibe. And then halfway through the track, the beat just switches up. And he goes to this... um. It's like really minimal instrumental with no drums and it's kind of just like a vocal sample and fly anakin back on it back just flowing over this <laughs> another beat switch up yet again um and those were only a couple tracks like really there isn't any track on here i don't like like breadcrumbs was dope scheming and plotting was dope um worldwide two times shack and penny with uh nicholas f uh, he had some really good bars on that song um Shootouts, shootouts might be one of the songs I guess that kind of has somewhat of a concept of kind of him just letting people know like listen man like whatever you're trying to do whatever you want to accomplish or just do it I'm out here in these streets wilding out being stupid making terrible decisions like if if you're out here you know if you got a dream like he literally just says it and like towards the end of the song he's just kind of like talking to you like bro if you got a dream just go for it wasting time um but yeah, man, I, I, I wish I had like more in-depth things to say, but really like this album was just, I just really enjoyed listening to this. <laughs> like it was just, it was so dope to just put on. This was definitely a gem. I didn't, like I said, I was not really familiar with Fly Anakin. I've, I've heard of Oblib. I think I've listened to a couple of his beats before, but like I said, this was just one of those joints where I took a chance and just clicked on a link, and I really enjoyed what I got. So, hats off to Fly Anakin and Obliv. This is a really good project, really consistent project. Um, like I said, man, if you just want some some nice, you just you just want to hear some rapping, like some some rapping over some some really different. Like I said, kind of like this lo-fi raw but jazzy still hip-hop kind of beats man this this is where it's at this this joint this this joint is nice um and i think it's interesting like coming from richmond uh va i well i'm not even sure virginia hip-hop has a sound but if it did i i wouldn't think this would be it but hey man it don't it don't matter this 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 joint is this project is really dope you should definitely give it a listen beats and rhymes bro just beats and rhymes done in a, a very creative and just just really good way it's something really just pleasuring to the ear at least at least for me to listen to so shout outs to obliv shout outs to fly anakin this this project was just it was really well put together and yeah you guys have, have gained a fan <laughs> you guys have definitely definitely gained a fan so obliv and fly anakin backyard boogie um, definitely give this a listen i will leave links in the description below so you guys can check that out um, and definitely purchase it if you enjoy what you hear so that was that album and i will get now ah, i will now get into my recommendation because um, i'm going to save infinity wars for last so um, technically i have two recommendations because uh this artist has this album and a podcast that i will recommend um so let's just get to it uh, recommendation of the day uh 
artist is named Young Deuces, and the album is called My Unapologetic Black Thoughts. Um, before I get into the album, um, and like I said, it's just a recommendation, so it's not going to be a quick review, even though I did write a lot of notes for this because I really enjoyed it. But um, just a quick background, um, Young Deuces is an MC from Milwaukee, with, ah, Milwaukee, <laughs> Wisconsin. Um, he's also a host, uh, he's part of a podcast called the Geek Set Podcast, which he hosts uh, with... Uh, Lib and Mr. Bacardi. It's a really dope podcast. Um, their tagline is like the only podcast that blends that, that blends <laughs> hip hop uh, and geek culture into one. And literally, like that's what that podcast is. So you'll you'll get conversations of anime, movies, definitely tons of Marvel talk, comic books, video games, all that good stuff. But kind of like with a hip hop, you know, edge and flavor to it. Pretty much, this is this, these are like the conversations that you would have with your homeboys. Pretty much, like when y'all are in that mode and y'all are talking about comics and you know, just talking about <laughs> literally just like nerd and, and geek stuff. So the podcast is really, really dope, man. It's definitely become uh, one of my favorites. It's in my weekly rotation. It helps me get through my work day. And shout outs to um, quick shout outs to. Uh, Camille from Technical File Podcast. Um, I, I want to say she reposted one of their episodes on uh, the Technical File SoundCloud, which is also another that's one of sports podcasts to listen to. Um, but she reposted one of their links. I think that's how I found out about them. And I've pretty much been a fan ever since. Um, I didn't even know Milwaukee is like a podcast hub. <laughs> so if you're trying to find a podcast to listen to, Go to go to the technical file page and just look at their news feed. They repost a lot of podcasts. They also repost mine. Hinty hint. <laughs> but uh, they, they repost a lot of dope podcasts. I found a lot of um, podcasts to listen to through that page. So shout out to them. Um, you know, for showing love to other podcasts out here. That's how I found out uh, about the Geek Set podcast. But um, so that's Young Deuces on the podcast side of things. Um, in, turn of the, in terms of the album... Like I said, it's, it's entitled My Unapologetic Black Thoughts. And pretty much the title of this album will tell you everything you need to know about this album. <laughs> um, it, it pretty much is what you would think it is. Um, a really just a, a good look and from the perspective of a, you know, a young black male in America dealing with things and observing, you know, just like police brutality and discrimination racism justicism no I said the justice system the justice system um issues of black love and but i also like that it's it's not it's not like a defeatist thing it's not like all oh, will you know it's not just like oh it's just a struggle everything is hard life sucks it's kind of you know yeah life is it's not the greatest we don't get treated the best but I think it balances it out with, you know, like we can still get through this, this, we're not going to allow this to like crush us and it be the end all be all. Like there are still ways we can find, we can fight the system. We can still get around this. We can still pull together, so on and so forth. So I thought it was, it was well balanced in that aspect. But like I said, it's just, it's just a real raw and honest look into kind of just the state of, of black america right now especially in this in this trump climate that we're in so content wise it's loaded with that um i guess a, a quick detour to mention this album reminded me a lot of i think i gave him a brief mention 
uh, on the Texas Dedication podcast I did. But this album uh, reminds me a lot of um, Killer Kaleon's uh, Lorraine Motel album that came out last year. Um, concepts of, like I said, just the black experience, um, but delivered in a lyrical fashion over beats that knock and actually you know what i guess let me <laughs> get into production um production was done by uh, kmel beats um beats on here slap pretty good it's a very i think accessible sound um so i think like if you're a fan of mainstream rap sonically this is something you could get into the beat slap pretty well production's pretty good i'm pretty sure if you put this in the car some of these beats are definitely gonna knock um but lyrically it's, it's definitely just loaded with content, um, but not like in a preachy kind of way. Like he's definitely deuces is definitely rapping on here. Like don't don't get it twisted. Bars are <laughs> bars are definitely part of this album. So you get good bars, you get you get nice wordplay, you get really good content. Um, but like I said, it's delivered over kind of like that melodic, accessible production. So it really blends the lyrics and the production, I think, blend together uh, very well to make a, a very good sound for this album. I, I think pretty much the, the very first track, uh, Black Thoughts, if you listen to that track, that will give you everything you need to know <laughs> about this album. If you, if you like that track, that, that sets this album up perfectly to let you know exactly what um, you're about to get into. I love the last line. I'm like a racist-ass judge giving you niggas bars. <laughs> so... That, that lets you know, man, what, what you're about to get into when you put this album on. Um, but like I said, man, it's, it's loaded with content. It's detailing the black experience and, you know, through his eyes as he sees it. Delivered over just good production. Like I said, good wordplay, good bars. It's just, it's a really, it's a really good project. Um, and quickly, I'll just list off uh, some of my favorites, my favorite tracks. Um, I enjoyed uh, Black Thoughts, uh, Martin Malcolm, Watch Us, Run of Harriet, um, Relapse, and Stay With Me. Um, those are some of my favorite cuts uh, on the album. But really, like like I said, most of the tracks, uh, there wasn't really any tracks on here I could say that like I didn't like. Um, some tracks I like more than others, but a lot of these tracks were, were really good. Um, I like how he was doing like spoken word pieces at the end of some of these tracks. I thought that was a, a nice touch. So definitely give this album a listen, man. I will leave links in the description below so you guys can check this out. If you have Spotify, it is on Spotify. I believe it's on iTunes also. So give this a look, man. Uh, Young Deuces, My Unapologetic Black Thoughts. Um, that is my recommendation of the day. So definitely give that a look and check out the Geek Set Podcast. Um, if you want to hear some geek talk, it's, it's a really, really, really dope podcast. Like I said, it's... It, it helps me get through the workday. It's, it's a struggle sometimes sitting in the office. You need something entertaining to listen to. And <laughs> those, those guys do a, a good job of, of keeping me entertained. So um, shout out to Young Deuces. Shout out to the Geek Set Podcast. Um, dope album and dope podcast. So you guys should definitely give that a look. All right. Spoiler time. If you have not seen Avengers Infinity Wars, it is time for you to um, exit the building. <laughs> We're about to go in. Um, so yeah, you gone yet? You out of here? All right, yeah. All right. Now the rest of us can talk. All right. So I saw Infinity Wars twice. 
and it was funny because I feel like the impact of this movie didn't hit me until like the next day like I watched it I was like man this is really good but like I didn't dwell on it too much and then I woke up the next day and then like I kept re just replaying scenes from that movie in my head especially the the last scene where everybody disappeared after Thanos snapped his fingers I was like oh snap I really watched that like everybody he killed <laughs> everybody's gone and I was like oh snap I need to go watch this again I'm feeling some kind of way right now <laughs> so I went back on a whim um I saw it third the Thursday it came out and then I went again that Sunday and saw it and yeah man this this whew, this joint was fire um I don't even know where to start man it's so many I have a few gripes with this movie, but they're very minor. Um, I, I'll just start with things I like because that's that's a lot. Um, this movie did a really good job of giving everybody screen time. I don't think people, as, as somebody who writes, I was really impressed with how well they were able to. I felt like every, mostly everybody had a moment of of screen time that was that was pretty good and it didn't feel like it was leaning too far towards one person and other people like weren't getting enough like I felt like it was it was really well balanced to where everybody got a chance to shine somewhat during the movie so that that was really impressive I thought to give people to be able to fit that many major characters in one movie and everybody still have adequate time to shine all meanwhile were unfolding Thanos's story which also was done really well but I saw a lot of people saying like oh like Thanos should have had a solo movie or something so we know his background but this was kind of Thanos's movie almost like it, it wasn't too in-depth of a look but you got enough of it to get a sense of how he somewhat became how he is you got the chance to see how he and Gamora first met were slaughtering the whole <laughs> village he keeps her alive um so i thought that was 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 really good just how well everybody was able to share screen time um i guess moving on to thanos man josh brolin did a really did josh brolin's winning right now man dude dude is thanos cable we got sicario 2 coming out in june or july that's gonna be probably really really dope so josh brolin man he's, he's winning in life right now but he was really really good as thanos um i i hope i feel like marvel's on a good trend right now and not even just other superhero movies but other movies in general should take note um i think marvel knew they struck gold with killmonger with that kind of villain and i think they did the same with thanos where it's not enough to just have a villain be oh i'm oh almighty and powerful i'm just here to be evil like that's it like you gotta add some depth and just something to hold on to with these characters and i, I thought they did a really good job with thanos of doing that well you kind of get to see that i mean Th thanos is he's definitely a villain but he, you, he has his own reasons and motivations for doing things. Albeit, I'm pretty sure nobody's going <laughs> to agree with him. But at least, like, there's some kind of method to the madness. Where his whole thing is, like, there aren't enough resources 
for us to all live together because we're just going to destroy everything so his logical solution is bro i gotta wipe out like half of the population or we're not gonna stay alive and i mean and you kind of saw it with his home planet titan how it was once a prosperous place and then it just kind of became you saw the movie <laughs> it became trash so you like you kind of get why he thinks the way he does it, it's definitely extreme but like it it makes some kind of sense so in that way you can be like all right it, you're kind of wilding right now trying to kill everybody but at least i get why you're doing what you're doing and small things like that can turn just a decent villain to a really good one so i thought that was awesome um and it was really to see i guess to add on about the intricacies of him being a villain i didn't re really notice until somebody else pointed it out to me thanos kind of in a way took it easy on them he could have killed everybody he literally only set out to do his mission i'm gonna wipe out half of the universe and i'm gonna go back home and i'm gonna chill out and that's exactly what he did <laughs> he gets all the infinity stone he snaps his finger goodbye i'm going home because we all know in that last fight thanos could have easily killed everybody like he could have bodied everybody and he he did exactly what he said he was going to do and he went back home and he's probably not going to bother anybody until the next movie 2019 <laughs> but like i just thought that was dope like literally he had a goal in mind he set out his goal he did it he went back home um so thanos delivered man thanos threw hands poor hulk he thought he was about to do work in the beginning of the movie he he caught the combo breaker <laughs> he, he he caught the work he he put hands on hulk so bad that he was scared to transform you know how bad somebody has to put hands on you that you can't even transform that would be like if somebody beat goku up so bad that he could no longer go super saiyan and not because he physically you know is incapable because he's afraid he knows what <laughs> he caught ptsd from hands bro. Like, the beating was so severe that he just wouldn't transform anymore just the level of beatdown you have to catch for that to happen is crazy so thanos was a great villain man he gave everybody the blues in this movie man like it, it was wild it, it was really wild <laughs> i really liked um I, I thought it was cool though how like as powerful as he was there were definitely some of the characters that i think he had on some kind of level of respect for like the way poor poor iron man man tony stark he, he was trying his heart out in this movie but you know he, he can only do but so much he's catching hands <laughs> it's funny how every time thanos was about to throw a punch and tony didn't have his helmet on he hit like that little kid flinch <laughs> when, like you're about to get in a fight but you're not really about that life <laughs> so i thought i thought that was really funny but like he he looked at tony he was like i hope they remember you and i don't think he meant that as a joke like i think he actually like on some level had a a, a respect for tony and I think he had a respect for Cap, too, if you notice in that scene where Cap is, you know, trying, he's, he's trying his heart out to fight back. And he's literally holding on to the gauntlet, trying to, like, bend it backwards and mount an offense. 
and for a brief second it is moving and thanos kind of gives him this look like oh you're really you're actually really strong like you, you about this life and then he floors him with a right hook and that's it but <laughs> like it was just that that little brief moment where he gave him this look like he kind of acknowledged him like some of y'all are actually really really powerful so I, I felt like on on some level he he had he had some kind of respect for some of these characters even though he, he bodied a lot of them um but thanos was awesome in terms of the avengers um thor man this is the thor we should have had since like the beginning like this thor was awesome man he he definitely i, I would say when I first saw it, I thought Doctor Strange was the MVP. Second viewing, I, I would say Thor was probably the MVP of this movie. Um, I mean, he starts off the movie, man. He's You watch your brother Loki get strangled and just choked to death. Watch your best friend get stabbed in the heart. <laughs> like, he went through a lot in this movie. And dude just trudged on forward, man. And he... He goes to, um, I forgot the name of the place, where they go to make the new weapon. Dude literally takes the force of a neutron star and, and lives to tell about it <laughs> all just so he can get this axe. So he can take Thanos down. Then he comes, you know, he comes to the fight. He just starts cleaning house. And it was interesting in the theater. It's kind of funny the two days I went to see this. Because I feel like the Thursday crowd were all of the diehard, like, really diehard fans. And the Sunday crowd was kind of mixed between, like, diehard fans and then some people who I think just, I ain't gonna say got dragged along, but they kind of just came to see it because of the hype. Um, because in the Thursday crowd, when I went to see this, boy, when, when Thor showed up in Wakanda with that axe, but people were, were bugging out. Like, <laughs> that was one of those everybody cheers moments. Thor comes in, man, he starts cleaning the house with his axe. He's doing work. Uh, we all know how the fight with Thanos ended, unfortunately. Literally, if he would have went for the head, he probably would have killed him. But I mean, he, he took it to he took it to Thanos, man. He he took it to him. But you know, Thanos Thanos got them stones, bro. <laughs> it ain't gonna work out for you too good. Um, yeah, Thor Thor was awesome. I really enjoyed. They, another thing they did good with this movie, man. Like everybody's chemistry, um, the way the characters bounce off of each other, like. Thor's banter with all the Guardians of the Galaxy members was on point. It was perfect. Um, Doctor Strange and Iron Man had the exact kind of relationship I thought they would. Both of them really kind of, <laughs> you know, both of them are kind of pricks in their own way. So I, I knew they were going to butt heads. Um, I got to give a big shout out to Doctor Strange. I mean, he was holding it down against Thanos for a little bit, man. Um, I mean, you, you kind of knew he wasn't going to win, but he was doing enough to just keep them afloat and allow them to execute any plans that they they wanted to execute, even though, I mean, in the end, ultimately, it, it didn't work or did it, you know, but <laughs> I, I thought that was just really dope, man. He, he ended up, I didn't think he was going to be such an important character in this movie, but uh, man, if it wasn't for him, they probably would have died a long time ago, but yeah, man, Doctor Strange was really awesome in this movie. Held his own against Thanos. Was a real integral part of the story. So definitely appreciated his character. Um, 
man, man, everybody, everybody did good. The Guardians of the Galaxy were awesome, even though Star Lord, man, is getting all emo. And I get it, you know, Gamora died, you feel some kind of way, but the plan was right there, man. The plan was working. Spider Man was getting his hits in. Everybody's contributing, doing work. And then Star Lord comes in and does Star Lord stuff. And, you know. <laughs> Star-Lord does Star-Lord stuff, plan falls apart, but like in terms of just their characters and what they brought to the movie, you, you knew they were going to bring the humor, and you know, it definitely delivered on their parts, so they were awesome, um, Spider-Man was cool, man, I love, I'm not like the biggest Spider-Man fan, but it was awesome to see him with his suit come in, man, he, you know, he's hyped when he gets his suit, definitely was dope when like the spider leg came out, um, I felt like he maybe, well, I, I guess I couldn't expect him to do more because he literally, like, <laughs> they just honored him as an Avenger in this movie. Um, but he, he definitely contributed to the team, kind of tagging along with Tony, trying to earn his stripes. Um, so, yeah, he, he was dope. Um, Black Panther, of course, didn't get a chance to do too much. Um, but obviously Wakanda played a very important role in this movie. They pretty much had to protect vision um oh god sorry my computer just did something crazy and i paused <laughs> but <laughs> um yeah they, they pretty much had to like protect vision and we all saw how that turned out uh cap's appearance when he first showed up was really dope so like it's everybody did a good job um poor hulk he had tried to have his moment but he got punched out of him um Thanos' goons, who I don't remember any of their names, um, but they were all pretty awesome uh, when they showed up, even though, <laughs> I feel like the way they killed the one guy, uh, I don't remember his name, the one that uh, got called Squidward, <laughs> I feel like the way they killed him was kind of cheap because of how strong he was, but hey man, a plan is a plan, and it, it, it worked out, but um, yeah, the, the, the villains that Thanos had, his, his goons were pretty, pretty beastly when they showed up um yeah everybody was just everything was just really well done man the story flowed really good together i like how this movie literally just from jump you get thrown right in and shout outs to everybody it, it gotta be clickbait articles of people complaining like oh this, this story didn't make any sense because they didn't reintroduce characters and whatever whatever like bro we if you've been following marvel for like the last decade you know that this movie is a culmination of everything we've been watching so why do we don't need to rebuild these characters if you've been watching for this long you already know what you're getting into and if you haven't been watching you, you shouldn't that would be like me trying to get into like the harry potter series and i only watched the most recent movie and i didn't watch anything from the beginning of course i'm not gonna know what's going on like do your homework <laughs> go back from the beginning don't just jump into this movie because you saw black panther and now you're mad that he's dead you gotta go back from the beginning just like the rest of us did build your way up then go watch this so it'll make sense you'll have everything in context so on and so forth but yeah man story was just really well done 
everything flowed really well like i said i like how this movie just it didn't waste any time they went straight in for it action started off literally as soon as the movie started thanos comes in he's just bodying everybody um i, I it's so many good things <laughs> i could say about this movie this like from character banner to the way it was written just to how it flowed like i said to everybody getting uh i thought a pretty adequate amount of screen time um cinematography just the way some of the locations looked um the cgi uh for thanos in this movie i thought was really good um everything just worked like <laughs> this movie delivered on every front i hoped it would like i went into this movie hoping that like i've waited a long time and like i'm not a avid comic book reader but even back in the day like i knew who thanos was and my expectation of thanos is okay this is the guy that when he shows up it gets real it gets really real and i definitely got that sense like he starts killing people off top <laughs> like three three bodies three three important bodies who've been a part of the marvel universe for a while soon as the movie starts y'all are gone y'all are out of here <laughs> and poor gamora uh just the, the throw she did a really good job in this movie too uh, god what's the actress's name zoe is that her i'm really bad with actress names and actor names so um <laughs> the woman who played gamora she did a really good job i really like um her part in this story um and her and and uh thanos's relationship kind of sucked how her ending was just literally her getting tossed off of a cliff <laughs> but <laughs> i guess it is what it is um but yeah her 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 um her part in the movie i, I thought was was pretty important and you get to see how like it, it's kind of weird how she kind of hates thanos but I, I still feel like as much as she hates him there still feels like there's some kind of connection there and that she doesn't want to have to kill him but you know the way life kind of played out you know it, it kind of i guess is what it is at that point and you could also say the same for thanos where he kind of comes across as like this heartless guy but he kind of really did care about gamora's kind of i guess crazy as as he was you, you wouldn't think somebody like him really cared but you know it just kind of shows the dynamic of their relationship so i, I thought that was that was really dope um yeah man this movie was just i don't know what else to say but this this it was so good it was so good um i'm trying to think of things action action in this movie man a lot of good good fights like i said the the, the wakanda scene with thor coming in with the axe was dope um, i wish black panther could have shone a bit more in the fighting i mean he did work beating up those whatever the little monsters was but <laughs> um I, w I wish he could have done a, a bit more but the fighting was still dope um okoye scene with uh black widow when they fought i don't remember the chick's name the villain that was with thanos that fight was really dope though i still have this grudge about how black widow was like going up against these gods and <laughs> still winning fights i mean even though scarlet which is kind of the reason they won because he threw into like that giant wheel mechanism thing <laughs> that she got put in um but yeah like how was scarlet i mean um how, how was um widow like just hanging with the gods like it's nothing i don't i question that 
but it is what it is <laughs> but um let me get into the things I, I either didn't like or maybe had somewhat of an issue with just to be fair because um, there were there were minor things in this movie that kind of bugged me um i overall i don't like how they treat vision in these movies man why does vision get dubbed so unbelievably bad like they treat him like yamsha from dbz like dude just i feel like it's not fair like he he's definitely a lot stronger than what they're giving him credit for and he's just getting dogged in this movie man like i mean i think he snuck up and he, he stabbed the one dude um from behind but like overall man vision was and then <laughs> so at the end of the movie where they're like all right man we gotta just blow up this stone because we can't let thanos have it so they blow up the stone he dies he gets brought back to life only to die again when thanos uses the time stone to rewind it and then he pulls it out of his head it's like y'all are just overkilling this man. Like, come on! Like, that they, they could have gave Vision, let him have one really go hard moment. And I'm sorry, the little come from behind stab that don't count, man. Vision should have had a really like awesome moment in this movie before they killed him off. He spent this whole movie getting dogged out, and I, I felt some kind of way. And they've been treating him like this since he's been introduced, man. So I I, I feel some kind of way about that. But R.I.P. Vision. <laughs> and um, I, I guess like my only other gripe with this movie. But I've, I've come to expect this from Marvel because it's, it's just kind of what they do. And I mean, to their credit, it's, it's a bread and butter. It, it works every time. Um, I was hoping this movie would be a, a bit more serious in tone than all of the other Marvel flicks. I just feel like the circumstances surrounding this movie and the story that there wouldn't be a ton of jokes but there was still a lot of comedy in here and I mean on one hand I'm kind of a hypocrite because I mean the comedy was good I think a lot of the jokes hit a lot of them were, were well placed but then there were some moments where it's just like dude Thanos is literally about to wipe out the half of the universe we can't be around here joking and lollygagging around like we're losing people <laughs> like quickly and the clock is ticking on him getting these stones man like it's, it's not a game um so I, I just felt like tone wise like some part of the movie was serious and some parts were joking i, I wish it would have leaned more towards the serious side but that's just a, a personal taste for me i, I kind of I enjoy movies that can give me tension and I think a good part of tension is making things just seem a bit more serious like really taking into consideration like what's at stake um, but like I said the jokes they hit when they were thrown out there so I, I guess I can't really complain but that that's like I said that's my minor gripe tone wise I just wish it was a little more serious but, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a Marvel movie. They've kind of been doing this since the beginning of kind of throwing in comedy. I mean, it was all over Thor Ragnarok. And it's been over pretty much every Marvel movie. Like, comedy is just a thing they do. And like I said, it, the movies are written well, so the comedy lands. Just me personally, tone-wise, I like things that are a bit more 
when stakes are that high, I, just, I like it to feel more serious, so that it's, it really builds a lot of tension, and I'm really, really invested, but, I mean, that aside, they still got it to work, so, you know, what do I know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that would be, like, my two gripes, like I said, the way Vision gets treated overall in Marvel, and in this movie, and then, um, just, like, tone issues, um, but, I mean, other than that, the movie was still great. And my God, man, the, the ending scene. Oh, man. Great job on, um, uh, actually played Spider-Man with Tom Holland. Uh, the way he sold that end scene with him and Tony when everybody finally starts disappearing. And he's, like, almost in tears. Like, Tony, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And it's just, uh, pulled out a heartstring, bro. <laughs> definitely pulled at a heartstring and um Okoye when she saw Black Panther disappearing it's just like ah oh, y'all are really doing this to me um I didn't like I said I'm not an avid comic book reader I, I kind of vaguely knew about the story I knew important people died I didn't know how many and side note man Kobe Covington UFC welterweight dude dude is uh, a prick to the highest degree he spoiled half of this movie and i don't even follow him on twitter but somebody reposted him and i'm not gonna put her on blast but she kind of pissed me off <laughs> when she reposted it not taking into consideration that some of her followers probably really were looking forward to this movie and i didn't see his whole post but i saw enough to know that gamora loki and um um Thor's best friend whose name is escaping me right now um that they died but I didn't know about um I scrolled past it before I saw the part about people getting turned into dust so that part caught me off guard like literally when he got that moment when he flicked his finger and people started disappearing I was like oh no <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh this is real spider-man's gone I can't even remember everybody that I think everybody from guardians died except for a raccoon black panther's gone bucky's gone um spidey's gone dr strange is gone i forgot i feel like i'm missing out. just every, a lot of people gone nate fury <laughs> of all people he's out of here um so yeah man that ending was it, it was a really good ending though and i, I gotta say this I wish more movies would also do this. I like when bad guys win. I like when the the quote unquote good guys like it doesn't go well for them. And that was the reason why I was really looking forward to seeing Thanos in a movie and why I've just been wanting to see him for so long because I knew that the good guys don't always come out on top. You gotta take some L's, man. And I, I think that that ending just does a really good job of building up to the next Avengers movie. Cause like now it, it hit me like, bro, I gotta wait a year to get closure. Like, I need this now. <laughs> like, so, I enjoy movies where the bad guy gets the upper hand. And I just thought it was dope. Like I said, how he he literally carried out his plan. He erased the universe. He left and he went went back and sat back on his hill. And he just stood out and smiled. And I, <laughs> I thought that was just really dope. Like he he set out for his mission and he did it and it worked and. Yeah, man, but that, that, that ended where everybody was disappearing, man. That, that isn't, like, an iconic scene. Um, 
I really I'm really looking forward and wondering how they're gonna lead into this next movie um, I need to research the comics at this point I don't really care if the comics spoil how they might do it but I'm pretty sure like Marvel switches things up anyway so it might not mirror the comics but I'm just I'm really interested to see how this plays out because I feel like Doctor Strange when he was telling Tony like this is the only way like I think he knew that they were gonna lose and I think like he was okay with it because like we remember the scene where he was doing his little meditation float <laughs> he's seeing all the outcomes and it's like 41 million outcomes and he only saw one in which they won and I, I think he knew that somehow in order for them to win that this had to happen so I feel like he kind of knows what's going on to some degree or at least has hope that like all right this might be where we're in now because he told Tony like Tony asked him like why did you give him the stone he's like we're in this for the long game and I, or the or the end game so i think he kind of knows what might be coming around the corner um so I'm, I'm just really interested to see how they're gonna build this up to the next avengers so we got captain marvel coming out next year also um i'm wondering how they're gonna tie her into the story obviously that was her symbol at the end of the movie um and I, I could be wrong like i said i'm not an avid comic book reader i know she's one of the strongest characters in the marvel universe i don't think she can just take thanos head up so i don't know how that's gonna work i don't know how she's gonna be that much of a game changer and from what i'm guessing about her film her film isn't taking place during now it's gonna be during the 90s to do like her origin story and i'm i'm, I'm gonna guess maybe by the end of her movie or her end credit scene maybe her getting briefed up to date about what's going on um currently with half of the universe is disappearing um so I, I just have been researching theories of seeing different characters who could appear so you know of course captain marvel will they throw adam warlock in there will they throw mistress death in the next avengers movie like how is this all going to play out how are they going to take down thanos i'm pretty sure my, my thoughts um god what's her name gamora's sister i cannot remember her name I'm positive she's going to have to play a big role in how they take down Thanos. I, I feel like she might be the person who deals the death blow, or at least like sets the death blow up, uh, depending on how that plays out. So yeah, they Marvel's done a good job of building some anticipation for this next movie, because I'm anxiously waiting. And I, and I think this, this puts a pretty... I think this, this makes... Captain Marvel's going to have to come through with it, man. Like, following Infinity Wars... Captain Marvel got to come with it, bro. Like, we, we need to build some excitement. I mean, there's, there's, of course, it's going to be excitement regardless, but I, I think she needs to hit the nail, she need, needs to hit the nail on the head. She's going to be a part of the Avengers, and we need to be excited about her character. So I hope her movie really, really delivers and gives us something to hold on to. And a final thought, I guess, before I get out of here. <laughs> most of my sarcasm did not run this long but i told you i was probably gonna be in for the long the long haul on this one um i'm i was wondering like what's the future of the marvel cinematic universe now and because i was thinking not to not to say like their run is over but infinity wars is one of those moments where i'm like i don't think you can top this like once the next avengers comes out and 
the Thanos, you know, saga has wrapped up. I don't know where you go after that. I don't know what other villains that can draw people in so much and generate that much interest. Like, I don't know where else you go after that. I almost feel like after Infinity, after the next Avengers, we're going to get a lot of just standalone films, which nothing wrong with that. Plenty more superheroes to to pull from, you know, if you want to go that route. And I'm pretty sure those films will be successful regardless. But I just, I can't think of any, but I could be wrong. Like I said, I'm not an avid comic book reader. I can't think of any other villains other than Doctor Doom. I'm not sure how that works out. I can't remember if Marvel owns them again. I can't remember. But like Doctor Doom would be the only other villain I could think of of somebody you could build hype around and get people really excited to see and like build up another saga for people to look forward to. But so I'm, I'm interested to see how they what they do after this Thanos things wraps up. Because um, like I said we've been we spent ten years <laughs> building up to this. So I'm I'm interested to see what comes after, because um, like I said, I, I don't know how you top Thanos. I don't know how you you build ten years to this one moment. It delivers. I'm assuming the next Avengers and hopefully Captain Marvel will deliver. So after that wraps up, like what are we what are we doing next? Like what's the next big thing, or is there a next big thing, or are we just gonna get a lot of like one offs? Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how that goes, but I'm pretty sure, man, Marvel's been on a roll. They they know what they're doing, so <laughs> we'll 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 see what they what they got um, what they got lined up next in the next couple of years. We'll we'll see how that all turns out. But yeah, man, Infinity Wars, fire, just just straight fire. Everything just well done. Characters are awesome. Action's really good. Everything flows really well delivered on the villain that all of us have been looking forward to they just they they hit the ball out the park and poor dc man i love y'all i'll be caping for y'all but y'all ain't catching up to this stick to the animated movies that's where y'all got marvel beat <laughs> i think y'all just need to pour all your resources and time into the animated movies because the live actions man they they they're hit or miss they are they are hit or miss but marvel in terms of live action man they they got this on lock and key <laughs> but um yeah man that's all i got for infinity wars awesome movie as as a just a marvel fan in general it's it's been awesome to watch how all of these movies have played out and led up to this moment and it just it delivered with fine colors so quick recap j cole kod Obliv and Fly Anakin, Backyard Boogie, Avengers Infinity Wars, and the recommendation, uh, Young Deuces, My Unapologetic Black Thoughts. Give all these projects a listen and definitely watch Infinity Wars if you have not. Um, we shouldn't be listening to this because I'm spoiling it, but you know, if, if you stuck around anyway, maybe you don't care about spoilers, give Infinity Wars a watch. It is well worth the time. Just awesome movie. Awesome movie. And give these projects a listen. I'll leave all relevant descriptions in the link below. Um, and as always, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, leave a review. You can also listen to us on Google Play. You can hit me up on Twitter at Sensei. Send questions to dojotalkpodcast at yahoo.com. And hit us up on Facebook at the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page. 
And that's all I got for today. Thank you guys for listening, riding with me. Episodes will now be back coming out in a regular fashion. We took our little week off, but we back in here. So content is coming. Thank you guys for listening. And until next time, I will catch y'all later. Peace.